Students at Florida College start their morning with chapel every weekday. Join us now for Daily Chapel from Florida College. Oh, good morning. Let's sing, O Thou Fount of Every Blessing. And if you'd like to, turn within your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm happy to be with you guys. I appreciate y'all letting me be a part of your life for the next few minutes. appreciate you guys letting everybody come here and invade your life for the next few days. Because we all came and messed it up, took your parking spots and are in your coffee shop and just messing up your life. Um, but I guess you can tell everybody that's here is really encouraged and happy about being here. Uh, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see people running around, reconnecting with old friends, excited about the things they're going to be a part of for the next few days. A word that I've kept hearing mentioned around is people talking about, man, I'm just so encouraged, or this is so encouraging, or I'm looking for some encouragement this week. And I bet it's going to be that for, for a lot of folks here. But for those of us who are invading uh, all of your space, uh, for you it's just a regular Monday, and you got stuff you got to do. You still got laundry, and you got to study for your tests and all that sort of deal. And in general, this week I hope is really encouraging. But I could imagine maybe for some of you, it's um, it may not be. It may be that you got some really heavy duty stuff going on in your life. It may even be that a week like this actually highlights further the challenges that you face, sources of discouragement, ways that other Christians disappoint you. Maybe even coming here, you found some disappointment or disenchantment with how you thought things were going to be. Maybe the hopes and dreams that you have right now, it doesn't seem like they're coming true. I don't know what it is that's going on in your life, but we know how this goes. 
And it's not just in special weeks like this at an institution like this. It happens in church, too. Everybody's sitting around singing, Oh, thou fount of every blessed thing, happy and crying and stuff. And you're sitting there dying inside, not knowing how you're going to be able to move forward. It's hard to stay encouraged, to keep on pushing forward. In 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 1, the Apostle Paul was in a situation where he was being opposed and discouraged, or I should say, uh, by my view, he should have been discouraged. Some of his close friends were turning on him because there were people coming in and bad-mouthing him, making him look bad. All the work that he had put in, all the hopes and dreams he had for his brethren and the ministry that he was doing seemed like it was just, well, again, from my vantage point, it would have seemed like it was pretty pointless. But Paul says this. It's a weird thing to say. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 1. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. Look down in verse 16. You'll see a similar phrase. Therefore, we do not lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. We do not lose heart. It may be that nobody here is losing heart right now. But every one of us at some point in our life are tempted to lose heart. And it may even be when everybody else seems to have the strongest heart they've ever had, you're kind of losing it a little bit. I have a friend who uh, has lost heart. And I hope she'll come back around one day. She, uh, she's had a lot of experiences with people who let her down. People that were supposed to, in her eyes, be reflections of Jesus and have been anything but. Maybe all that's real. Maybe it's perceived. Maybe it's a mix. I don't know. But that's what she sees right now. She was hurt by people she was supposed to trust and who said they loved her and would care for her, but ended up just abusing her. Um, and then she's out here in the world and saying, what's the point of trying to do all this Jesus stuff? Uh, and I think about her a lot and pray for her and people like her. She's just the most recent one that's been on my heart with this. And I think, what is it that we need to not lose heart whenever our fellow saints disappoint us, when older generations disappoint us, whenever our peers disappoint us, whenever we disappoint ourselves, when life doesn't go the way we need to? How is it that we get to this place where we also say we do not lose heart? We're going to keep going. We're not going to be discouraged. We're not going to give up. No matter how disappointing, frustrating, confusing, overwhelming, pointless, everything seems. Look at verse 1 again. What was it for Paul that kept him from losing heart? He says, therefore, since we have this ministry, as we received mercy. A lot of times the reason we lose heart is because we're paying attention to the people around us too much. We're paying attention to other Christians who disappoint us or to what's going on in the world or what's going on with our own failures. What kept Paul going is what God had done in Jesus Christ. And the next time you're tempted to lose heart because there's people that say they're following Jesus and say you should follow them and you look at their life and you say, I don't think that's Jesus stuff and I don't think I need to be following that. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. Don't turn away. Turn back to the cross. Look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And I know it does what we say, the look to Jesus stuff, but that's real, y'all. It's not a cliche. He came and gave his life for you. He loved you enough to give it all up, not only in heaven, but on earth as well. He went to the cross to show you that you don't have to lose heart. He gave his heart for you so that you never would, so that you'd always stay strong in your faith, stay encouraged, stay bold in your life. 
and never lose heart. But it's not just looking to Jesus that Paul was doing, looking to the mercy that he received from God. Look again at verse 1. Friends abandoning him, opponents tearing down what he's trying to do. And what does he say? As we have this ministry. You know why a lot of us lose heart? We think we're just helpless um, objects being acted upon by the forces around us. And that we, if things don't go right and if people don't do right, then what's the point in our life? What the point is, is get out there and do something. Serve somebody. Get outside yourself. And you know what? People are going to continue to disappoint you and let you down. But fueled by the mercy of God, you can do good in the world. You can rise above whatever it is that would make you lose heart. Here, Paul, a whole church of people that came into Christ because of him, they were turning on him. He says, it's fine. I'm not losing heart. I got work to do. I got people to serve. And if the more of us would get out there and do some things, not just talk about how other people aren't doing what they ought to do and therefore losing heart. If we would get out there and do some things for Jesus in his name, we won't lose heart. We won't give up. Last thing I'll say. Verses 16 through 18 are very famous verses. Therefore, we do not lose heart. But though our inner man, outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Right now, there's a lot of disappointments, frustrations. Yeah, people are hypocrites. Yeah, people don't get the gospel. And yeah, you've messed up a lot and you will more. But that's right now. For those of us who keep following Jesus, who don't lose heart, who stay anchored in his mercy for us, continuing in what we can do to contribute to his ministry in the world, we look forward to a time when all the discouragements, even all the weeks where everybody else seemed so happy and I was so sad inside, I don't know. I don't know if we'll even remember it. If we do, we're going to laugh about it. Because all this stuff, not going to be nothing. Whenever we're in glory, the weight of glory that crushes all the discouragement that weighs our hearts down. So we do not lose heart. Let's bow our heads. Our Father in heaven, we pray that you would strengthen us every day, that we would not lose heart. We praise you and thank you for your mercy that makes us know that our failures and the failures around us that we see, they're not the end of the story. That the end of the story is your love for us and your goodness to us. We pray, God, that you'd make us not look around at disappointments and frustrations and what holds us back, but that we would find ways to serve, that we would do good in the world as you've told us to and as you've shown us yourself. We pray, God, that you'd give us eyes that look ahead to the hope of the eternal weight of glory so that now and forever we will not lose heart until we see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for joining us for Daily Chapel from Florida College. Have a blessed day.